Repodcasting is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia. And I'm Janet from Toronto. Hello, Janet. How are you? Saying hi to me today. We're gonna have like a dialogue. <laughs> I'm good. Hello, listeners. Welcome back, whoever is still with us. <laughs> well, I hope you're all still with us because today we have a doozy for you. Um, today we'll be talking about the 2016 DC Comics movie Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Um, so, Janet, this was one that you selected, so I would love to know why. So, I selected it because we're kind of going into, like, superhero movie season. I feel like it starts earlier and earlier every year, because I think it kicks off in April with the Avengers movie is coming out, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I think Shazam already came out. Yeah, Shazam came out, and now the the last Avengers movie is coming out. So, yeah, I thought that we would um, talk about this one because I actually watched this movie. I don't usually watch a lot of these superhero flicks. Like, they're okay, but they're not necessarily the first thing on my radar to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, So I happened to watch this one one day and I was just like wow this is really really bad (laughs) like I just I really didn't enjoy it also I really don't like Ben Affleck you don't say for anyone who hasn't heard me talk about him before he's one of my mortal enemies (laughs) him and his brother they just don't know it and uh yeah I was really I remember when he was cast as Batman I was kind of like oh (laughs) why of all actors why Ben Affleck is Batman so that was the main reason that I I selected this okay well you know what's funny is I remember hearing when he was cast as Batman and I thought the same thing because I am also not a fan for any new listeners it was very shocking. He, not only, like, it has nothing to do with my personal feelings about Ben Affleck. He just seems like a strange choice for Batman. And you and I are not alone. The internet went crazy when he was announced. And, um, in fact, he was told by Warner Brothers not to look at the internet when they made the announcement. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So I guess, but see, that's the part to me that is really bonkers because that means that they knew people would be unhappy with the choice. So it made me really like flummoxed as to why they went ahead with him. So he did end up looking at uh, at the internet and the first comment he saw was, Affleck as Batman? No! With like 11 exclamation points. So then he went offline and didn't look at anything else. Well, you know what's interesting? I read that he was actually kind of hesitant about taking the role at yeah. first mm-hmm. because he said that he wasn't sure that he was the right person to fill that Batman kind of mold. But he had said that he would never do another superhero because <laughs> he did Daredevil. I forget what year that was. Mm-hmm. And he had said, 
said that it wasn't a great experience for him, and so that had kind of scared him off of these kind of roles. Well, Daredevil... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, they must have given him a lot of money. Yeah, no kidding, I'm sure. What I was going to say is Daredevil was a flop, as far as I remember, too. Oh, yeah. And it's, I saw Daredevil. Oh, did you? In movie theaters, yeah, when it first came out. And it was, like, it was really, it was really bad. But <laughs> he was also, at the time that it came out, like, he was really, really popular, right? Mm-hmm. Not to say he's not popular anymore, but obviously, I mean, I think his career has cooled somewhat. I don't know. He still gets a lot of work. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And um, one thing I had read was that he was pretty hot off of his Argo win at the time when he was cast as Batman. But so that to me was really shocking too, to find out he was cast in 2013. This movie came out in 2016. So I'm not sure why they made that announcement three years in advance. I didn't end up finding anything out about, like, if the movie was also shot in 2013 and took forever to come out. I didn't note see anything of that. So I'm not sure why, you know, he was announced three years before the film. Maybe this sounds ageist, but I also kind of thought he was too old to be cast in this role. Uh, Janet, I am not going to call you ageist on that because I have a page's worth of uh, notes on that because it's it's really shocking that he's Batman because, yeah, he was 43 when this movie came out. Um, was he? I thought he was 45 already. Or maybe it was 43 when he was cast. Oh, I don't know. Um, I just think he's kind of Absolutely. And, you know, Christian Bale, who had been the previous Batman, he, Affleck, at the time he was cast, was older than Christian Bale was at that time, like when he was done being Batman. So it's nonsense. I I don't understand. And, you know, I just kind of looked up all the ages of the previous Batmans, like when they became Batman, Christian Bale was 30, Val Kilmer and George Clooney were both 36, and Michael Keaton and Adam West were both 38. And okay. and Affleck was in his mid-40s. Like, it's really yeah. strange. And they didn't do anything to make him look younger in this movie either. I don't get it. No, but I'm pretty sure he had a lot of Botox pumped into his face. Oh, sorry. There's that. But I was thinking more <laughs> of, like, all the gray hairs. Like, they could have easily have dyed his hair. I, it just looked yeah. so strange. Every time he came on screen as Bruce Wayne, I was like, what is happening? It just, he looked, he didn't look the part at all. He should have been cast as Alfred. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh my God, we, we sound so ageist, but mm-hmm. you know what? Like, I mean, female actor, actors, actresses have been dealing with this, like, Speaking of which, uh, another thing that people, I'm not condoning this, but another thing that people jumped all over when they found out he was cast, uh, they really honed in on body shaming him, (laughs) Uh, saying that he was like, I guess, too skinny for the part. Oh, sorry. You're right. It was too chubby. But so he started working out apparently like as soon as he knew he was cast and he had three years. So 
Uh, yeah. You really bulked yeah. up. <laughs> well, before we start, like, fat-shaming no, him no. and age-shaming him, <laughs> we should probably talk box office. Yeah, of do course. Want, or do you want to do the synopsis? Is no, no. Is there a synopsis? Like, do we need to even read a synopsis for this? Sure, it's not long. I'll read it. But um, okay. we can do box office first. But I do want to point out, I don't... Like, I want to repeat this. I don't condone the body shaming. I don't think that's cool, regardless of who the recipient is, whether I like them or not, whether it's a man or woman. I don't think it's cool. Right. <laughs> so, okay, so we're going to be nice to Ben Affleck. Well. And we're not going to body shame him. We're okay. going to be nice in that respect, yes. Okay. <laughs> then I will get rid of this whole page of comments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm okay, so box office. Mm -hmm. uh, so, this made globally it made 873 million it did it did oh my yes. god yeah and the budget was 250 million but there was a couple of other sort of interesting things i found about the box office so the opening day was 81 million that's a lot of money right for one day yeah uh, yeah for the first for their opening day for the opening weekend uh, it made 166 million. My goodness. And then, uh, like in terms of the worldwide debut, it was 422 million. And they were saying that that was at the time that it was the fifth biggest opening of all time. Wow. For for a movie like this. Um, so it was a big deal, but the interesting thing about it was that as it was going into its second week, it had the worst box office drop. Like, it was historic. Mm -hmm. They've never seen a, a superhero movie <laughs> release in box office history drop like that. It was a 58% decline. So basically, like, people rushed out in droves to it but people weren't going again to watch it yeah. or people like word of mouth was so bad yeah. that that was why the decline happened well I certainly got the impression that there were people also going to hate watch it <laughs> because you know there was so much so many complaints about Ben Affleck about the movie before it came out and it still had this you know mega monster opening weekend so I remember at the time I don't know if I had read it or if it was just something that I guessed based on what I had seen but it, it did seem like people were hate watching it and it was the dumbest thing in the world to me because don't hate watch it at the theater because they're still getting your money <laughs> There were a lot of things that I read about the movie that said, like, it made so much money. Like, it was a success, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It made $873 million. Yeah. But I think because it was slammed so hard by critics mm -hmm. and also by fans yeah. as well. But critics, like, just totally... Shot on it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realize that it had made that much money. Well, the synopsis of the movie is, Fearing that the actions of Superman are left unchecked, Batman takes on the Man of Steel, while the world wrestles with what kind of a hero it really needs. 
Yeah, I don't know that that really describes what was happening on screen. (laughs) You know what? To be honest, watching this movie, like, I never knew what was going on. Yeah. And I saw the Justice League movie as well. It didn't make sense. I don't know. Just, like, things were happening and people were on screen and you just kind of, I don't know. Like, I'm not the right demographic, I guess, Mm -hmm. for these movies. Like, I didn't get hyped about this at all. Yeah, 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 me too. I'm with you. I'm not the demographic either, and I'm not a huge superhero movie watcher either, but I totally agree with you that it was just, like, kind of nonsense what was happening. It's nonsense, and it's funny because Jeremy Irons is in the movie, and he plays Alfred, Mm -hmm. and uh, he actually... Like, I guess this was after the fact that the movie came out, but he said that he felt that all the criticism that the movie got, the movie deserved all the bad <laughs> criticism. What? And he called the the movie itself very muddled. Yeah. And, like, this is coming from someone who's in the movie. Yeah, that's pretty bad. The first thing I wrote down while watching was, how is there so much happening and nothing happening at the same time? Like, yeah, it was I, I just... Watched it a lot. Like, I watched it last year. I didn't bother watching it again, full disclosure. Nor should you. <laughs> I saw it once, so I didn't bother watching it again. But. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Yeah, I don't know. This... It was a mess. And when you first mentioned this last month, that we should recast this movie, and you didn't want to do recast Superman, but you did want to recast Jesse Eisenberg, I was like, oh, weird. And then watching the movie, I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. So weird. You know what I wanted to ask you, Lucia? So this movie, apparently, it premiered in Mexico City, and you would have been living there when it premiered. Do you remember? Like, okay. I love that you asked. Because, okay, yes, I absolutely remember. When I lived in Mexico City, I went to the movies all the time because, well, number one, I wasn't working, so I'd go to matinees. And number two, the the movies are really inexpensive there. So I was like, eh, even if it ends up not being a great movie, who cares? I'll go anyway because it costs the equivalent of like $3 Canadian. So I went all the time. And when this movie came out, I was like, no, (laughs) there's no way. Like, I don't care how much it costs. I am not wasting my time on this garbage. But yeah, I remember it. And I remember going to the movies that same weekend. And yeah, there were tons and tons of people there to see that movie. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that they premiered it in Mexico City. Like, it just seemed like, I don't know, like, I wonder why they chose Mexico City out of other places to premiere it. I'm not sure. I managed to see, I managed to see a few premieres there. So I guess it's like a typical place where they go. So, do you want to jump right into the casting? Sure. All right. I will let you take the reins. Am I starting or? Yep, you can start. I'll start. Okay. Okay, so right off the top, Ben Affleck, like I said, I mean, I didn't get the the whole casting of him. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it. I'm not a Ben Affleck fan, so for starters, I was like, I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) And why is he getting, like, this amazing role when... Really, does Ben Affleck need this role in his career? Yeah. I don't know. Like, he's, he's pretty well known. He's had a lot of career success. Like, why cast Ben Affleck? 
It's also distracting, right? Like when you have somebody that big in a role that big, I find it distracting. There were actually a few people. Uh, I've got three picks. I'll just go through them really quick so that I'm not like sitting here <laughs> talking and talking about them. The first person that I would have liked for this role, like the first person who I thought of, he's actually already in the Avengers family. Okay. So there's no way that he ever would have been cast, probably. But my first pick was Anthony Mackie. And okay. And he plays the Falcon mm-hmm. in the Avengers movies. And he's done a lot of uh, other movies. He's like one of those character actors. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he has put in the time. Like, yeah. he's been around for a while. And I think that he could definitely take on a role like this. He definitely has, like, the, the screen presence, that's for sure. But again, he's already an Avenger, so it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Um, so my second pick for the Batman role, and I mean, like, this is, this is like, uh, a role that has yet, is yet to be cast, because for anyone who hasn't heard, like, Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. Right. They haven't, like, cast anyone yet. I mean, there's been rumors and stuff, but they haven't. So, so are I, you saying? Are you saying you hope that like a Hollywood exec is listening and they'll take our suggestions? Oh yes. Well, <laughs> I'm sure they're they're definitely listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so my other pick was Josh Hartnett. Really? Yeah, and it's funny. I know. I never would have thought that I would <laughs> have him either. But I've actually had the chance. To watch some of his work recently. Hmm. So he did uh, this series on Showtime. It's called Penny Dreadful. Oh, yeah. And it's over now, but I'm only watching it now. I'm a little bit behind. I'm late to the party on this one. But anyway, he's on Penny Dreadful, and he plays this character, Ethan Chandler. And I'm telling you, I did not realize that Josh Hartnett could act until I saw him on Penny Dreadful. Like, honestly, I don't know where he's been hiding all of this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I've just never seen enough of his work. Like, I've only seen him in a a couple of movies, right? Like, I remember him from Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. And then the other movie I remember him was 40 Days and 40 Nights. (laughs) And those are all pretty old movies. Like, we're talking early 2000s, right? Mm -hmm. So I hadn't seen any of his recent work, but, like, he's already, like, Josh Hartnett is, like, 40 or 41 now, right? Oh, okay. And, yeah, like, he is incredible on Penny Dreadful. Like, incredible. Like, I had no idea that Josh Hartnett (laughs) could act like this. Yeah, I certainly did not know he could act. Like, it's a revelation, and I mean, I would recommend the show to you, but I know that you wouldn't like it, because it is pretty scary, and it's kind oh. of gruesome, and it's very dark, mm-hmm. but it's so good, it's so well-written, it's, wow. a, it's a, a British production, Okay, uh, it's produced by Sam Mendes. Oh, nice. But um, anyway, he's like, Josh Hartnett is phenomenal. And I definitely think, based on what I've seen, I totally think that he could play Batman. Now, whether he would want to play (laughs) Batman, I don't think so, because I poked around in his background, and apparently he was approached uh, to play Superman back, like, in the early 2000s, 
role like that is something that he wasn't too keen on because it was just too big yeah. of a role. So I don't know if he would still feel that way, but I think he would make a great Batman. And you know oh. what's also really funny about Josh Hartnett? He actually played Charlie Babbitt <gasps> in a theater adaptation of Rain Man. Amazing. played in London's West End. Wow. Isn't that wild? Charlie is the Tom Cruise character, right? Yeah, he played the Tom Cruise character in a theater adaptation, yeah. Worlds collide. So, yeah, and then my third pick for Batman uh, is Army Hammer. Oh, nice! (laughs) Yeah, he's actually, he's been rumored to play the Batman role, like in the, there's a Batman movie coming out in 2021, and they're saying that perhaps Army, like his name has been thrown around as a potential Batman, but you know what, I think he'd make a good Batman. Mm -hmm. I agree. I do. He could definitely play that character, I think that he would really pull it off well, Mm -hmm. like you know, he's got that screen presence, he's got that like mysteriousness about him, he's got like that deep voice, like, stature, like, I think Army Hammer could totally do it, and I think that Army Hammer would want to do it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I could see him being up for embracing a role like that, and everything that comes with it, right? Mm -hmm. I think Army Hammer would be, like, totally perfect for it. Nice. Um, So those were my three picks for Batman, and then for uh, Lex... Luther. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luther. I don't know. It's funny because when I was doing some research, they sort of asked Zack Snyder, who was the director of this movie, they asked him, like, why Jesse Eisenberg? Because he kind of seemed like a random sort of pick for casting, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Zack Snyder said that having Jesse in the role allows us to explore that interesting dynamic. And I was reading that, and I was like, what interesting dynamic? Seriously? What does that mean? I don't even know what that... What does that mean, exactly? (laughs) Oh, boy. It's so vague. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you know what that means? It means he doesn't know why he chose him. Yeah. The wrong choice. For sure. In my opinion. And a lot of people were not happy with him. I read certain things online, like people were like, it was almost like the Hayden Christensen thing, where they blame, <laughs> you know, when they blamed Hayden Christensen for ruining the Star Wars movies, people were like, Jesse Eisenberg wrecked this movie. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Like, that, <laughs> that distinction goes to Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
got off of it. I agree. And he didn't come across as being a villain. I don't know. Yeah. He just he didn't play it well, I didn't think. I totally um, agree. He didn't feel dangerous at any point, really. And he's totally missing the campiness, as you said. This movie yeah. is missing campiness altogether. Like, it's just yeah. dark. Yeah. But it's interesting, because when you look at, like, the different actors who have played Lex Luthor, there's a show called Supergirl mm-hmm. that's on right now. I don't watch it, but I think it's pretty popular. Anyway, John Cryer oh. is playing Lex Luthor right now on oh. there. Uh, and then, like, Gene Hackman played Lex Luthor, like, in the 70s and 80s in the Superman movies, and he was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, that's classic. But then there was also a, a show that was on uh, called Smallville, mm-hmm. and it was on for a while. I used to watch it, and the guy, uh, his name was Michael Rosen Rosenbaum, yeah. and he was a really good Lex Luthor. Like, I think he is one of my favorites, because he just played him so well. I never watched Smallville, but I love Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, he was, he played Lex Luthor, like he really channeled, he really got in there. So anyway, my pick, I've only got one person. I chose Lakeith Stanfield. Because why can't Lex Luthor be played by a black actor? Like really, why not? Mm -hmm. Like never mind, why can't Batman be played by a, a black actor, right? Like, I don't know, I don't think that there's any reason why characters always have to be white men. Yeah, there's but, nothing about the story, as far as I can tell, that means they have to be a certain... Exactly. So, mm. anyway, I thought Lakeith Stanfield would be, like, a really interesting sort of pick, but mostly because I think he could really do it, because he's so talented. And for yeah. anybody who doesn't know who he is, I feel like people would know him best from Get Out. Okay. Jordan Peele's movie, because he was in that. He plays Logan. He's like this, <laughs> he's one of the guys who gets Wait, like, no spoilers, no spoilers. Sorry? Uh, well, what if people haven't seen it yet? Well, that's their problem. <laughs> I mean, really, that movie made like millions and millions of dollars. Why have, haven't you seen it yet? If you haven't seen Get Out, you need to watch it. But anyway, he's in, he's in that movie, and I feel like that's where a lot of people know him from. He was also in a movie last year called Sorry to Bother You. It was uh, directed by Boots Riley. That came out last summer. That was like an independent-ish sort of movie, though. But he so was the star of that, so I feel like that's... If people have seen that movie, that's where he'd be more remembered from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was also uh, in The Girl in the Spider's Web, which mm-hmm. came out last I think around Christmas mm-hmm. uh, but he's also on a show called Atlanta yeah. it's on the FX channel and he's going to be in a movie that's coming out soon on Netflix it's with Gina Rodriguez mm-hmm. it's like a, a rom-com that's coming out so it looks pretty good but yeah so that's where people would know him from and he's just a really great
got that star quality, I think he could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's nothing he can't do. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good choice. You know, uh, I just want to like throw this in. Apparently, Brian Cranston also was considered for um, this Lex Luthor role, but then they decided to give it to Jesse Eisenberg. Whoa. That would have been such a different movie. <laughs> I know, but like Brian Cranston, he would be amazing as Lex yeah. Luthor. How do you go from Brian Cranston to Jesse Eisenberg? I don't know. Oof. Okay. Well, um, I think now is a perfect time to take a break, and then we'll come back and I'll do my recasting. Sure. Just a reminder that Repodcasting is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Check out some of the other amazing podcasts on the Alberta Podcast Network, such as Creative Block, where Kyle Marshall of Media Lab YYC interviews artists and entrepreneurs about where they came from, what they're doing now, and where they want to go. I also really love the episodes with Matt Mort. I think Kyle and Matt have a super fun chemistry, and hopefully Matt continues to be a regular guest in the future. So definitely listen to Creative Block, along with all the other fantastic podcasts available at albertapodcastnetwork.com. And now back to the show. Okay, and we're back. So I will go ahead with my casting choices. I also am very happy to recast both of those roles. I think I think both of them were the wrong choice. And um, yeah, so for Batman, I don't want to be ageist, but I do think that the Batman character, the Bruce Wayne character, at least in that point in time, should be younger. So my I also had three choices. And my first one is Michael Cassidy. He's from, yeah, he's from a show called People of Earth that actually filmed in Toronto. He's also in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. He plays Jimmy Olsen, who is killed at the very beginning. He's the photographer who is with Amy Adams. Oh, okay. Yeah. In this, actually, in the version that I watched, his character didn't even have a name. I didn't know it was Jimmy Olsen until I looked up on IMDb, but I guess in the extended version, they talk about the fact that that's him. But yeah, so I I like him, and I like I watch People of Earth, and I think that he would have done a really great job. I think he was more age appropriate, and I think he's a good actor. He, and we haven't seen him do enough. And like I know he would not have been chosen because I guess what they wanted for that movie was a big star. Um, that's what they were aiming for, but I think it's the wrong move. I, I think that, like I said before, I think it's distracting. And so I think it would have been nice to have somebody who's a little less well-known in that role. So yeah, I think he would have done a great job. And then my number two choice, I mean, I feel like I pick him too often, but it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah. Like he just, he would have been an amazing Batman. (laughs) Yeah, well his name was thrown around for a while. There was a lot of speculation for a while that it was going to be him. I don't know if they offered it to him and he just wasn't interested. I don't know what happened there, but... At that time, like in 2013? Yeah, there were a lot of rumors even then. I mean, there have been now as well, but there were a lot of rumors even then that they were going to cast him, but I don't know, maybe he didn't like the script or who knows. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's done some strange choices, but there's part of me that feels like he would turn it down. (laughs) Yeah, I think he could definitely play the role for Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, he's a great actor. He could do it for sure. And he's got, like, he's pretty charming as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, and then my third choice is Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah. So um, he had his name had been thrown around back when before Ben Affleck was cast too. Don't you think we're making like predictions here? But I predict that he is going to be the next Batman. I would love it. Yeah, I think it is going to be him. I mean, I you know just. I know as much as, as the next person, right? But I have a feeling that it is going to be him. That would be cool, yeah. So yeah, those are my three. And then for Lex Luthor, I chose Kieran Culkin. Who's the... Oh, Kieran Culkin? Yes. So he is from Igby Goes Down. Um, oh. He was also in Scott Pilgrim. He was in The Dangerous Lives of Ultra Boys. I mean, he's kind of an indie movie darling. He was in Home Alone when he was like... Six. <laughs> oh, oh, he's Macaulay's brother. Right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's the second Culkin, if I'm not mistaken. So from what I've seen him in, he has this interesting attitude that I think would work well in the Lex Luthor role. He can be kind of, I don't know, a little sarcastic, but kind of fun. And you still kind of root for him, even when he's not being the nicest. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like that would have been, uh, I think he would have been an interesting Lex Luthor. Absolutely. Can you see him in that role? Yes, I absolutely could. Yeah, or what about Jack Black? <laughs> oh my god! I Wait, thought of that too. are you being serious? I'm being serious. Jack Black could be Lex Luthor. Yeah, I bet he could. I'm just gonna have to let that sink in a bit. But yeah, I bet he could. Well, I mean, he's, he's talented. He could play like that manic yeah. sort of. Mm -hmm. that's the thing I feel like yeah I, I would like to see Jack Black as a comic book villain but I don't know about Lex Luthor specifically <laughs> that'd be great though that would be great casting to have him as a villain yeah like someone needs to cast Jack Black as a villain as the Joker Yeah, I guess he is too dark for that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I could see him as the Joker. So I do want to mention, I found just a ton of names of people who were considered for Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the first one was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I don't know who that is, but I guess he's been involved in the comic book world for a long time, like in oh. on-screen adaptations. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, so it's, but he's interesting because he was considered for Batman and ended up playing Batman's father in the opening mm -hmm. scene. What about Patrick Wilson? Did you find his name? No. Patrick I Wilson. Feel like, I feel like Patrick Wilson, like he was just in the Aquaman movie. Okay. And I feel like Patrick Wilson is somebody who they would maybe consider, but if you didn't find it, then. No, I, I didn't. Him. But, you know, uh, I'm glad you brought up Aquaman because Jason Momoa was one of the people who they considered for Batman. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And then also Joe Manganiello? Man Manganiello? No. <laughs> oh, my God. No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Ar Army Hammer. That would have been ridiculous. Joe yeah. Joe Manganiello or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
that would not have worked well, I think. John Hamm was also considered. Yeah, John Hamm, I can see. But see, John Hamm is even older than Ben Affleck. I know, but you know what? There's something about John Hamm that, like, I could see him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I could too. Certainly more than Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's just, I don't know if it's because I really despise Ben Affleck, (laughs) but, you know, I mean, the age is not, like, the main reason that I couldn't picture him as as Batman. Mm -hmm. I just didn't understand that. I didn't understand him as the choice. But I could see John Hamm as Bruce Wayne, totally. Could you see a repodcasting favorite Gerard Butler as Batman? Gerard Butler. He was also considered. Oh my God, I just went blank. Who's Gerard Butler? <gasps> Geostorm. Oh, 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 Gerard Butler. Jerry Butts. Uh, no, I could not. Was, his, was he in the list? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. yeah. Also, no, no way. yeah, I know. Um, also, Luke Evans. Oh, right. No, or Orlando no. Bloom. I can't picture him in that. Um, Luke Evans. I always picture Luke Evans as, like, James Bond. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Josh Brolin. Oh. And then there were a couple other names, but they're people I've never heard of, so I don't know if, like, I'll mention them in case other people have heard of them. But Scott Adkins. Scott Adkins. I don't know who that is. Richard Armitage. No, I don't know who that is either. And Tyler Hoechlin. Hoechlin? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I don't know who that is. But yeah, I didn't know who any of those were either. Sorry if you're listening. (laughs) But so, you know what I love is I found that um, there was a change.org petition launched once Ben Affleck was named as Batman. Oh, really? Yeah. Demanding Warner Brothers recast it. That's amazing. But that just goes to show... You know what? It's interesting because that goes to show that he's not like popular with this demographic that usually likes these movies yeah no he was not the right choice oh that doesn't surprise me at all he just i don't know like maybe it was partially because he had done a comic book movie and it had flopped so badly so like people just kind of disassociated him from comic book movies or something i don't know but yeah he doesn't fit the world if you ask me either but anyway i feel like ben affleck gives off that same kind of vibe that Bradley Cooper does. Ugh, I agree. And they are not well liked by audiences. Like, even Bradley Cooper, I mean, for all the people that thought that, you know, he was so amazing in A Star is Born, there were so many people who, like, really don't like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who, who hate him. And I feel like Ben Affleck sort of elicits that same reaction in people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not alone in disliking him. Right. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I also found this that was really interesting. Ben Affleck auditioned for the role of Robin for the 1989 Batman movie, the Michael Keaton one, and then eventually the role of Robin was cut out anyway. And then something else that I found, which I'm sorry, I'm going to harp on the age thing. So there was a movie called Hollywoodland, and Ben Affleck was in it, and he played George Reeves, who was the first on-screen Superman, I believe, on TV. Oh, yes, yes. 
Yeah, so he played George Reeves, and in that movie, Diane Lane played his girlfriend. And in this movie, she played Superman's mother, and Ben Affleck is Batman. Yeah, I'm actually glad that you brought her up, because that was one of the things that I definitely had a problem with uh, in the movie, was Diane Lane cast as as the mother, as Mm -hmm. Superman's mom. Like, I was... I didn't understand that at all. Yeah. I mean, I didn't understand the casting in general, Yeah. right, of this entire movie, but her, I was like, no, I don't understand this. Like, I don't know. It just didn't seem right. It just, it seemed all wrong. Like, I was just like, no, I really think that they missed the mark on this one really badly. Like, Diane Lane is Superman's mom? (laughs) Come on. I mean, there was so much wrong with this movie. Yeah, it just, I felt like she, I don't know, I almost felt like it should have been an older actress. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like they did give her, like, some old age makeup. <laughs> yeah, I guess they must have, because she's very youthful looking. Yeah. You know, in real life, like, when you see her in photos and stuff, but they did, like, they made her look older mm-hmm. than, than she is, definitely, but I just like wow they're really I don't want to swear but I'm going to I just was like they really fucked up on the casting here yeah. <laughs> because it was really wrong mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah and so I love how uh, when you were talking about your casting picks you mentioned that Army Hammer has a nice deep voice because yeah. Ben Affleck used a voice modulator in this movie Yes. So apparently this was suggested by Kevin Smith because he felt that Ben Affleck's speaking voice was too high pitched. Who's Kevin Smith? Silent Bob, you know those Jay and Silent Bob movies? Oh him. So he suggested to whom? To Ben Affleck. Because they're friends, right? They're buddies. Oh. Okay. <laughs> or maybe to the producers, I don't know. I just read that he suggested it. Uh, he's a huge comic book nerd, and he's really good friends with Ben Affleck, so it didn't feel that weird to me. Yeah, but don't you think it's weird that, like, he's even putting his two cents in? No, that's him. That's him. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he was a part of this movie. Uh, yeah, that's still him. That's the way he is. Uh, we're probably going to get some hate for that because the people who love him love him and I'm a little over him. But anyway, this movie was originally pitched in 2001. So even before the Christian Bale Batman series. And in 2007, there is a Batman versus Superman poster seen in the movie I Am Legend, um, like just kind of in the background. And at that time, I guess it was rumored that George Clooney would be Batman and John Travolta would be Superman. Oh, wow. Yeah, good thing they didn't make it then. We'd still be recasting it. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, uh, I just had to mention this because it's bananas to me. The first cut of this movie had a runtime of approximately four hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Could well, you imagine sitting through this for four yeah, hours? I know. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah yeah even as it was the final cut was way too long in my opinion um i did also find a a short list of actors considered for the role of lex luthor okay the first one i saw was tom hanks oh yeah okay very strange i don't know um also on the list was matt damon 
Uh, Bradley Cooper. Right. Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Who I actually think probably could have done a decent job. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, also Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I probably could. I think I could. And then Jean Dujardin from The Artist, who, like... What the hell is that? He was the star of the movie The Artist. He won an Oscar for his performance in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's an insane choice, too. I don't know. A lot of these are really strange choices. Um, But oddly enough, I didn't see anything about Bryan Cranston, who I think would have been great. Yeah, I don't know where I got the Bryan Cranston from. I don't know if it was Wikipedia or... Mm -hmm. Somewhere else. I'm not sure. I can't remember what the source. I didn't write it down. So I read that. So I don't really like, I don't love Jesse Eisenberg. I think he's fine. And then watching this movie, I was slowly liking him less and less. And then reading the trivia, by the end of reading the trivia about this movie, I was like, no, I don't like him. (laughs) Um, Why? What do you mean? So according to Tao Okamoto, who was his co-star in this movie, she was like his assistant, I guess. I don't know what she was. She was hardly in it. But anyway, according to her, Eisenberg changed several of his lines, causing some of the actors' reactions to be genuine. And I don't know, something about that just really bugs me. This is not the kind of movie that you improv. I'm sorry. Right. Well, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg, I don't know. I don't don't want to start talking shit about Jesse Eisenberg. (laughs) That's fine. I've heard, like, different things about him over the years, and he doesn't necessarily have a great reputation. Hmm. I don't know. I could see him being someone who might be difficult to yeah. sort of work with. Yeah, yeah. Apparently like, he also would walk to set in disguise so that his Lex Luthor look wouldn't be leaked. Like, as if it was some special look. Good yeah. lord. Yeah. And so uh, I will get into the ratings now, if that's cool. Sure, go for it. Okay, so on IMDb, this movie got a 44%, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a whopping 27%. Yeah, I know. It did really poorly. (laughs) It sure did. So, I mean, that brings me to a question I have that I cannot find the answer to, which is, why does Zack Snyder have a career? Oh, well, I don't know. You'd have to... Maybe somebody will write in and answer that for you, because I can't help you out with that one. I don't know. I mean, he's done a lot of these movies. Well, he's done a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I went through his list of movies, and I was like, whoa, these are all, like, critically panned movies. Why does he keep getting the chance to do these big-budget films? I'll just name a few. Like, Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul... Uh, Sucker Punch, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, 300, Watchmen, all of those, like the highest rating that one of those movies got on IMDb was 56%, and everything else was lower than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we both know the answer to that, right? No. Who's he related to? <laughs> no one, but I mean, let's face it, guys like him always get second and third and fourth and fifth chances in Hollywood. Wow. Well, That's just yeah. the way Hollywood works. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's not that surprising. He's obviously, he's like part of, like he does a lot of work with Warner Brothers, right? So yeah. he's part of that little Warner Brothers boys club. Thing. Right. 
you hear a lot about it, right? Ben Affleck is part of the Warner Brothers Boys Club. That's why, probably one of the reasons why he got this job. Yeah. He's one of their boys. Warner Brothers is like that. Even to this day, it's still like that. Um, Yeah, Ben Affleck had been offered to direct Man of Steel, the first Superman movie of this era, Uh, but he had turned it down, I guess. Yeah, well, he was supposed to direct the Batman movie that's coming out in 2021, apparently, as well, and he opted out of that. Right, yeah. So, like, he was supposed to star in it and direct it. Right. But again, he's like part of that Warner Brothers Boys Club. Bradley Cooper is part of that club as well. Like mm. they have those actors that they like, and then they throw all of the jobs at them. And I'm assuming that it's probably the same thing with Zack Snyder. Like, yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, it's not like we have insider information. I mean, this is stuff that, like, if you look around on the internet enough, you can read about these things, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what, always what I've read about these actors and about Warner Brothers. So Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. Well, I think that's enough about this garbage movie. <laughs> I think it's best that we take another break and then we will come back with our last segment. Sure. Building your business but feel like you're at a crossroad? ATBX is a program that supports Alberta entrepreneurs. It's for people ready to disrupt and define their industries. It's an incubator. It's an accelerator. It's ATBX. It's a 10-week accelerator program that helps to support Albertan businesses in the market validation stage. Entrepreneurs can receive mentoring and financial advising through this program, and ATB is working with Work Nicer in Calgary and Edmonton to bring a more immersive experience. Check it out at atb.com slash atbx. And now back to the show. Okay, and we're back, and it is time for our last segment... Hold me close, young Tony Danza. Look at work today. Yay! <laughs> no technical difficulties today. <laughs> so it's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we cast Tony Danza into one of the roles in this movie. I'd, I'd really appreciate if you went first on this one. <laughs> um, so I cast Tony Danza as Superman. Oh. Tony Danza is Superman, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that says it all. I, I don't think I need to elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to see Tony Danza in this awful movie, but I will for this segment. So, when we recast The Matrix, I recast the Lawrence Fishburne role with Tony Danza, and I'm going to do the same here. So, um, I don't know what the character's name is, but he's the editor of the Daily Planet. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, Tony Danza could also be Alfred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he would play, like, a really good Alfred, like, somebody who is, like, a caregiver and who's, you know, always looking out, Tony Danza could totally nail that role as well. Yeah, totally. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that does it for this movie. Before we move on, I did want to mention um, one of our iTunes reviews, if that's cool. Oh, okay, sure. Okay, so this is, is this from... A recent, is, sorry, Lucia, is this a recent one or is this an old one? This is an old one, but I didn't know how to see iTunes reviews until recently. Oh, okay. So we're playing catch-up. The username is horizontally opposed, and the review is, 
I feel like grabbing a glass of wine to listen to Lucia and Janet debate the movies they get into. It's always a fun and refreshing take on a movie, and for those movies I haven't seen yet, it gives some good fodder for another aspect when watching them. These two really are enjoying themselves in these discussions, and that just comes through in the headphones. Okay, um, I think that about does it for this time around. Anything yeah, else you'd like to no, add, Jen? I, I, I don't have anything else to add. Okay, um, well, then we'll just let you know that next month's movie will be The Descendants, and feel free to watch it before the next repodcasting episode drops. Sounds good. The Descendants. Who's in it again? George Clooney and... And Shailene Woodley is also Shailene in it. Shailene Woodley. Mm-hmm. As always, we are repodcasting on all the social media stuffs or you can email us at repodcasting at gmail.com thank you for joining me janet oh thank you lucia and thanks to everybody who's still listening (laughs) thanks bye bye hi again lucia here i just wanted to let you all know that in june we're going to have a special bonus episode coming up that'll be in a different format than our usual repodcasting episodes it'll come out mid-month so we'll still have our usual monthly episode but this one is going to be an interview with a calgary filmmaker named jillian mccurcher her feature film debut circle of steel played at the calgary international film festival in 2018 and for anybody who's listening to this episode right when it dropped you should get to the globe cinema in Calgary, if that is near you, to see Circle of Steel between May 3rd and May 16th. It won the Audience Award at the Calgary International Film Festival, and you should definitely check it out, because then you'll be able to hear Jillian talk about her filmmaking process and the casting process for Circle of Steel for our June bonus episode. So definitely go and check out this amazing filmmaker's feature film debut. See you next month!